Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Adoption Hacks. I am Candace Laycock and today we have some very practical, helpful advice about profile books from the amazing Kendred and Co. team. Profile books are used by domestic infant adoptive parents and it can be overwhelming to know how to create one of these books and what you should and shouldn't include. So here to walk us through all of that are Hannah and Jesse from Kindred and Co. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Adoption Hacks. Um, I am so excited today to have Hannah and Jesse with us. They are from Kindred and they're going to be talking to us about profile books. So Hannah, Jesse, welcome to the show. Could you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, thank you so, so much for having us. Uh, my name's Hannah. I grew up in the desert of Tucson, Arizona, and then I've been in Chicago now for I don't even know, somewhere between 10 and 15 years. Um, My husband's finishing up his residency in psychiatry. um, And I'm a mom of two beautiful twin girls that they are going to be almost five soon, which is mind blowing. Um, And we're just really excited to be here. And I wanted to do this podcast with Jessie. So I'll have her introduce herself too. Sure. Hi, thank you for having us on. Um, Like Hannah said, I'm Jessie. I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida, Besides spending six years away for college, um, I'm a wife, I'm a birth mom of 10 years, and I am a mom to two boys, three and one. That's amazing. Thank you guys for sharing that. Thank you for being here. Let's start from the beginning here. Can you tell us what is a profile book and how did Kindred start making them? Great question. So when I started my domestic adoption process, Roughly five years ago, um, I had no clue about adoption profile books. I did not know they were part of the process. I didn't know they were a really important part of the process. Um, so when me and my husband Josh were going through it, they kind of, our people we were working with said, you can make a book or we can make one for you. And I was super caught off guard. <laughs> Again, didn't know that this thing even existed. So you're told in especially domestic infant adoption to make a book all about yourself. And this is the thing that gets presented to expectant moms who are considering adoption for their baby to look through and potentially pick a family for their baby. Can you imagine having to sit and look through a book to pick a family for your baby? (laughs) Uh, It's a really bizarre part of the domestic adoption process. Um, And it's really intimidating. So now you're told like a lot of, I've learned now doing this for years that agencies really say, do this and don't do this, that, and you're on your own. Um, So I had a background in marketing design and I thought this sounds fun. I'll make mine again, kind of had no clue what I was doing. Um, And I was just sharing online what I was doing because I like to share. Um, And I got inundated with how'd you do that? Where'd you print it? Could you help me with mine? And again, I was like, what is going on here? I thought people would be like, agencies would be helping people make this really important book. So people were turning to things like Shutterfly or trying to do it themselves. And they were making books that didn't feel like them. Um, which is really frustrating because you want to be as authentic as possible when making this book. And now you're using like a template or something that just doesn't feel quite right. Um, so yeah, we started making them because I saw a need. I saw a gap in the process where I wanted education to come into the process for prospective adoptive parents as soon as possible. And the profile book was a really great way to get in with them and start educating on who an expectant mom is, how do we respect her through our book, um, how do we 
I don't know. I remember sitting and writing my hello letter at the at that time. And it's overwhelming. It's hard to know what to say, especially when you've never really spoken to a birth mom before or, or know someone that's considering adoption for their baby. So um, yeah, it just came out of seeing a need. I can't imagine what it's like to flip through a book to find a family for your child. Did you see Jesse a profile book when you were in the adoption process? And what was that experience like? Yeah, I actually saw many profile books. Um, when I was going through this process, I had a pretty specific list of requirements I was looking for in a family. And so I would say I at least looked through do- a dozen profiles. Um, like Hannah said, most of these were on Shutterfly books. Um, this was over 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. Um, the process itself was emotional, but rather seamless, especially since I already knew what I wanted. I was able to quickly eliminate couples who I didn't think would be the right fit for me and my daughter. Um, Once I looked at the profile of the couple who would ultimately become my daughter's parents, I immediately felt relief though. It was clear they were the right match. I mean, they checked off all my boxes and some. So while the pregnancy as a whole was stressful, finding the right family wasn't. I knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to waver, even if that meant looking at 100 profiles. So what goes into making a book? So I'm sure it's different for everybody. I'm just going to share a little bit about how Kindred makes a book, um, just because that's what I know best. Um, We see this process, it's just so important to me personally. And so we take such care and time with our profile books. Again, um, I've seen so many people beat up themselves when they don't like their profile book, when they get a no. So no's in adoption are so hard. I know they're hard, but they're harder when you don't feel connected to your profile book and don't feel like you put everything out there that you wanted to, and don't feel like it's an extension of you. Um, so when those no's come, when you're not feeling connected to your book, they feel so much harder because now you're beating up yourself, you're beating up your book, etc. And so we really want to make a book that a respects every woman that opens that book and B represents you well. Um, that feels like an extension of you and your family. Um, and so when you sign up for a kindred book, we start with a discovery call. I hop on the phone with every single client. I love getting to know our clients. We talk for an hour. I answer any question they want and just go through the process. Um, and then once they're, they want to work with us, we send over a questionnaire. It's about 20 questions long. They answer as depthly as they can. They tell me stories, give me examples. Um, And then we have a copywriter that writes all the copy for their book based off their questionnaire. This is not to twist their words or make up things that are not true or there, but to take the questionnaire and pull out the themes that are obviously most important to this client and this couple or single mama, whoever it is, um, and put it into a format that's good for a profile book. So we do page titles and word count and call out quotes, et cetera. We send that to the client. It's a back and forth collaboration with our copywriter. Um, And then after that, after their copy's done, they get an email that introduces them to Jesse, And she goes, she does an awesome video for them that just walks them through how to speak to an expectant mom, considering adoption, language to use, language not to use, how to write these really crucial letters of the profile book. Um, and then our client takes a stab at writing their letters to the expectant mom based off of her feedback. And then Jesse actually goes in and gives them feedback. She tells them what they did really well and where we can improve and where we can be more conscious of, about the language that we're using. Um, and then after that, we collect all their photos. I look through everything. Um, and once all those three things are done, your photos are uploaded, your copy's done, your letters are done is when we move you to design. And then we design a custom book for you. Um, it's totally tailored to what we think expresses who you are best. 
Um, we do all the designing from scratch um, and we send it to you and you can make any changes and edits you want. Um, and then we send it to print. Um, that's our like full custom heart of what we do. That's really hands-on and personal. What are some major do's and don'ts? Oh, Good question. A lot of them. <laughs> um, well, when making a profile book, you're, you'll want to remember that the expectant mother looking at it is only just considering adoption. You're going to want to avoid calling her birth mom until those papers have been signed. She is still the mother of her child. So you want to center your book around this fact. And don't make promises you can't keep. This is a big one. I've seen countless broken relationships over things that could have easily been avoided had expectations and commitments been clearly expressed. As a birth mom, I personally like to see people's personalities in their profiles. I enjoy laughter, but also sincerity because we can tell when it's forced. Um, it's best when couples remember to humanize themselves and the expectant mother. Make it casual, but respectful. It doesn't always have to be so formal. The expectant mother looking at these profiles just want to be treated like any other person. Just because they're in this situation doesn't mean they need coddling or to feel ostracized. So it's important to avoid saying things like, thank you for choosing life in your profiles, as you don't know if the expectant mother considered other options. It could come across as better than, and you wouldn't want them to feel any more judged than they probably already do. Another thing we tell um, couples or parents is to avoid calling the expectant mom selfless or brave. <laughs> Oftentimes, this is the last thing we feel. We are scared, worried, and ashamed. And sometimes those words go in one ear and out the other, and they can feel kind of insincere. One thing we try to get couples to understand is that although everyone has their reasons for adopting, be mindful of the fact that there is a woman agonizing over this decision. It's not always the best look if a couple seems overeager to adopt. Makes me wonder if they're truly taking this process seriously. And while it's fine to be excited, <laughs> um, remember that the person on the other end of the profile book is most likely not as excited. And this might be one of the hardest seasons of their life. Okay, so Jesse's advice is way, 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 <laughs> way more important than anything I'm going to tell you from like a design perspective, because everything Jesse just said is the whole point. Like, <laughs> Everything I'm going to say is extra fluff. Some designs that I've reviewed for people are just so overwhelming. They're squished. Like we're trying to squish like every photo and all of our copy in like a tiny space. And to me, like I want an expectant mom to open it and feel peace and like space and not be more overwhelmed, which it's probably overwhelming. There's nothing we can do that's going to make this process more or less overwhelming for her. But <laughs> um I don't know. I just, I want their, I, I think it's healthy and good for the book when there's breathing room, when not everything's piled on top of each other. Also, I know those like scripty fonts are so fun and they look so cool, but they're really hard to read. So pick fonts that like the, someone who's reading this book can actually easily read and doesn't have to like get out a magnifying glass to look at our like scripty fun font. Um, little things like bolding the most important sentence on each page or call, calling out your most important sentence on each page so that if like expectant moms from what I've heard go about this so differently so some are going to read every single word my girl's birth mom read every single word of our book 10 times over other ones are just going to skim through they're going to look at pictures they're going to skim for what's most important to them and so you want I think we should have both things there have the copy there or the wording there for those that want to read every single word and then bold the most important thing or make a call out quote of the thing that you wanted them to take away from each page that makes it really easy to just skim 
let's see what else um your whole life doesn't need to be in this book sometimes we have this idea that we have to scrunch 25 30 years 45 years however many years we've been on this earth into this profile book and that's just not true she wants to know what your life's like at this moment give her a glimpse into the things that are most important to you and your family talk about education if you're going to be a stay-at-home parent like answer those big questions that she's probably looking for another thing I see is often people just say I can't wait to be a mom that's great tell me why you can't wait to be a mom tell me why you want to adopt tell me like answer the why on every single page don't just leave it as a simple I want to be a mom that does not tell the, the reader anything new about you um, constantly be thinking what sets you apart what makes you unique uh, this is like a tricky thing, but often agencies will tell my families that have a lot of kids that it's going to be a lot. You already have a ton of kids. It's going to be a really long wait. Or they tell my single mom, it's your single mom. Hold on. It's going to be a really long wait. And my experience is, is the thing that makes you different is the thing that's going to be the reason someone chooses you. Um, Jesse, you can speak into this, but like, I've heard the gamut of the, I don't, is that a word? The spectrum of why a family gets chosen by an expectant mom. Right. Um, and so the best thing you can do is be fully yourself. That is going to make the best match for your family. It's the healthiest all around. So don't be someone you are not. Um, just think about truly what makes you unique, unique and highlight that. Yeah. She doesn't want you to be perfect. You don't need to show, I think a mistake I often see is on the homepage. Like we don't need to just see blank kitchens and blank living rooms that are perfectly cleaned and professionally shot. I would much rather see and again, Jesse, jump in after I'm done with this thought, but like, yeah. I would much rather see your home lived in. I want to see you interacting with your kids on the floor, getting messy, reading books on the couch, like show what everyday life is like, not opposed like reality photos. Oh, it's true. You know, like you said, Hannah, don't try to cram it all in. There's going to be plenty of time to get to know one another. Um, you know, you're going to want to highlight the you know, more important things in your life, but we, we want to see your everyday life, like she said. And I've seen personally, families get picked for a multitude of reasons. You know, for me personally, I wanted them to have already adopted at least one child. I didn't want um, my child to be an, on an only child. So this kind of secured that. And I know a birth mom who chose a military family be simply because she was, you know, raised in the military. So it's all these like little things that you might think would deter someone um, could be the complete opposite. So we like to see that personality. Like I said, we want to see these little things in your life that matter, but you don't got to cram it all in. There's plenty of time to get to one, to know one another and allow that relationship to grow. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't all need to be in the book. Hopefully you have a lifetime to get to know each other after uh, you're connected. Exactly. Yeah. And that just goes back to what you said at the beginning, Jesse, like keeping, don't make promises you can't keep. If you're just real from the get go, that's just going to build an even stronger relationship if you end up having that. Right. Right. And I think, honestly, I think adoptive parents, prospective adoptive parents are so eager to add to their family that they're willing to compromise so many of their promises. Um, like, I know when we were looking through what they call situations, I hate that term, but potential, potential cases, um, it would say like what this expected mom is looking for. Does she want yearly trips? Does she just want emails or photos sent back and forth? And I think it was really easy before having children to be like, oh yeah, we will fly 
twice a year across country to go see our kids expectant mom or birth mom. But I think you really need to examine, like, do you have the time off to do that? Do you have the funds to do that? Like, is that going to be, if you commit to that, that is now a promise that you should not break. And I think I've just seen a lot of adoptive parents bend their promises once life gets too busy, hard, whatever excuse we want to make. And I think you need to sit down and really think about what promises you're going to make to this expected mom. Okay. So I think like for, for me, when I see a kindred book, there's just, there's immediately something different about it, something that draws you in. And I know there's so many things that go into that too, not just what I initially see, but the language that you use, your intentionality. So can you walk us through all those things that make kindred special? We're just really intentional with our books. We've been told multiple times by birth moms that had chosen someone through a kindred book that they felt like they were talked to and not talked at. And that is the best compliment we could ever, ever, ever have. Um, We want each mom flipping through this book, whether she chooses our family or not, to feel loved, to feel seen, to feel respected. Um, And so, yeah, I think a lot of what sets us apart is just that education that comes from Jessie spending her emotional energy to educate and to bring education into this profile book process and not doing it alone. Um, I think a lot of things are done better in community. And so I think that is what comes through in a kindred book. Why, why is it important for you all to bring a birth mom like Jesse's perspective into the book? Because we're the ones you're writing to. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's simple. I mean, it's important to consider your audience and what a better way to get accurate and effective feedback than from a birth mother. You know, I've been through this. I've already walked through it all and I know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And the matching process, you know, expectant that time with expectant mothers is so sacred and it is an honor to be invited in that space, which is why it's so important to have, you know, my perspective on these profile books and to help educate couples and parents who are going through this process. I just want to add, um, I don't know if you have followed Ashley Mitchell from big tough girl, but she really led the way for kindred to add birth moms to our process. When I first came up to this idea, I contacted her. I didn't know her at the time. And she was like, you need a birth mom in this. And she worked with Kindred for four years and, and paved the way for this new type of profile book. I don't know any other profile books currently that have um, a birth mom as part of their team that educates clients. Um, and so in a lot of ways, she paved the way for Jesse to step into this, mm-hmm. this role and this to be something that Kindred is a huge part of what we believe in. So um, Kindred clients all get a discount code for Krista Jordan's Before You Adopt Workbook. Um, they also get a discount code off Ashley's one-on-one counseling or coaching calls. If you want to go more in depth with how to write, um, a letter to an expectant mom or just questions about open adoption. And we're working on adding like an adoptee perspective to our education as well. So, um, education is again, weaved throughout uh, our whole process. I love how holistic you all are. Um, this is a big question, Jesse, but what is your advice to prospective adoptive parents who are entering into this world? I guess this is a big question. Grab your notebooks. Um, <laughs> um, my first one would be be yourself. Like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't always have to be so formal. Get to know the birth mother on a personal level and not just out of obligation. This is a lifelong relationship and you don't want to start out being someone you aren't. So that includes your profile books too. Uh, get curious. You should be just as enthusiastic about getting to know your child's biology as they are, if not more. 
there's no better way to understand your adopted child than to get to know their biological roots. It cannot be erased, so it needs to be embraced. Mm -hmm. Expect the relationship to change. Just like any relationship in your life, your best friend, your parents, your husband, there will be ups and downs. If you go into it with the understanding that this is a collaboration, you will be better equipped to handle the changes that come. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I feel like a lot of times people are really hesitant, but if you're unsure of something or don't want to up overstep any boundaries, just ask. A simple text or an email, however you communicate. It might feel unnatural at first because let's be honest, this relationship is somewhat unnatural, but over time, I promise it will become easier. You're gonna wanna stay true to your promises like we talked about before and be consistent with those updates. They can be the difference between sanity and insanity. Create realistic expectations about what you can or cannot commit to. It's okay if you can't commit to monthly or even yearly visits, but make sure that is communicated. Work together to create a plan that will work for both you and the biological family. Um, find community. This is a big one for me. I believe that the best way to navigate adoption is by immersing yourself into the adoption community. Reach out, meet other adoptive families, join Facebook groups, or simply follow along on Instagram. I've learned the most and done the most healing just by connecting with others who are part of the adoption constellation. Uh, last one, do not let your ego or pride dictate how you interact with the biological family because adoption is not just about you. <laughs> with that said, listen to what adult adoptees have to say about adoption. I know it's not always easy and defenses will probably come up, but we cannot do adoption well if we don't listen to the people who are impacted by it the most. Absolutely. Okay, read all those again 10 times more slow. <laughs> They're just all so good that I wanted to be like, go back, talk more. <laughs> that was really good, Jess. Yeah, seriously, everybody just pause here, go back, listen to it on half speed, and Replay. write it all down. Yeah. I love, we had a blogger who's turned into a friend named Becca Overby that's also a birth mom, and she wrote this blog for Kindred a while ago, and she, I, I always think about this quote. She said, um... We want a Thanksgiving meal in a microwave when it comes to open adoption. Um, so I always reflect on that when I think about, you know, what do we tell these prospective adoptive families? I think sometimes we want to jump ahead to the end game and you have to go through it. Their open adoption goes in so many seasons. Um, and I think you just have to go in with really open hands and heart to all the ups and downs and, just, yeah, exactly what Jesse said, be really honest and communicate. And there's going to be, there's going to be times of space and there's going to be times of maybe feeling close and that's normal. Um, it is human relationships and that are very, very complicated. So just um, take it day by day and be really open to what it becomes and where it moves. Okay. We've talked a lot about education and the importance of that in your books but you also do something that I love so much and we always share your stuff on Adoption Hacks because it's so, so good, but we love the kindred blogs that you do. Tell us how that got started. Sure. Um, so kindred was really born out of, again, my experience in the domestic adoption process and making some notes of the gaps I was seeing. So the first gap I saw was this need for community. Five years ago, there was not one place for everyone to come and learn from each other. I felt like there was some community within which agency we're using, um, but I was desperate to hear from, I felt like it was my responsibility as a prospective adoptive parent to hear from adoptees and birth moms. 
And when I was in the process, there was no stories. There was no Instagram live. There was no Facebook live. There was all these, there was no new tool. There was not these new tools to connect with people. Um, and so it was really hard to find those voices. And so I just kept thinking like, man, it would be so neat to have one place. Everyone can come together, um, and learn from each other. Um, I've shared this a few times, but I think it gets missed, but the kindred logo, this triangle with the line through it is the glyph for transformation. And that came out of, I truly believe that we are transformed when we sit and listen to someone else. Like when I think back on the moments in my life that are truly transformative, it's because someone shared their story with me, or I listened to a perspective that I never heard before, or someone shared their experience with me. That's different than my own. Um, and I just think it's so powerful and it's, it's hard work. Like this has never really been done before. We are coming from years and years and years of birth moms and adoptees being silenced or really just not having a place for their voice. The a narrative has always been loudest from adoptive parents and kind of this rainbow narrative. And yeah, I just, I wanted one place that we could really talk about the hard things about adoption. Yes, there is some beauty to it. Um, but it starts in loss and there's a lot of trauma involved too. So how do we hold this conversation? Well, was a big question I had. Um, so I really had no clue what I was doing, but I just felt like if I want this again, maybe other people do too. And so I just created the space. Like I can take no credit really for the kindred blog because it is all voices that are not mine. Um, and that's what makes, I think it beautiful. And so weekly we share blogs from all sides of the adoptive triad. And we've come a long way. Like when I started, our writers were adoptive moms and I knew that's not where I wanted Kindred to be, but sometimes you have to start where you are. Um, and so it's been really fun to see it grow over the years and see it become more vibrant and just host lift up many more voices that truly, truly need to be heard. So that's kind of where the blog aspect came from. I, yeah, it's just, it keeps changing. And this past year, pre-COVID, um, we hosted our first adoptive mom retreat. Then we had our first triad retreat, um, which was incredible. Yeah. I can't even put words to it really. And I was so excited to do more of those and then kind of the world stopped. So someday we will get back to where my heart is, is really coming together in person, eating together, hugging each other, being with each other in an intimate space, um, where we can really have these harder conversations in a personal way. I want to be there when you do it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, just thank you for doing this. Thank you for always being so creative to come up with these new ways to have community and learn from one another. And thank you for that innovation and, and your time that you invest into that. Because that is just, that's just something you give to us as a community. And it's just really appreciated. It's a privilege. So tell us, how can we get in touch with Kindred? Where can we follow along? Where are you? Yeah, you can hang out with us anytime. Um, You can find (laughs) us on Instagram at kindredand.co. Our blog is also on our website, which is the same handle, kindredand.co, not .com. Um, yeah, we would love to have you and subscribe to our emails and we've been starting these like coffee hours where each side of the triad has space on usually a Saturday morning to connect as well. So hopefully we can find some way for you to not feel alone in this, no matter what side of the triad you fall on. Thank you guys so much for your time, your wisdom. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. This was fun. Thanks you. Thanks you. Who says thanks you? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.